The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And today we're going to be taking a virtual trip to the East Coast and visiting Belle Island, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I've got my Vienna sausages and saltines ready. Let's do this thing. Well, bye. Let's go. So today we're going to cover some German bombings, maybe some fairies, and some other spooky things along our travels. Nope. Nope. No spooky stuff. Let's talk about other things. Uh, grapes or fire trucks or ghosts. Shit. No, those are spooky. Well, speaking of ghosts, we are going to be encountering some of those today. So let's get into it. Fine. So Bell Island is an island located off the Avalon Peninsula in Conception Bay. It's a small island measuring about 9.7 kilometers long by 3.5 kilometers wide, making it about 34 square kilometers. I'd like to do a that's what she said joke, but I just don't think that that would cover it. (laughs) Very good. Now, although it's a small island, it was once the site of one of the largest iron ore mines in North America. Now, Bell Island is currently home to only three communities, the largest being the town of Wabana. Wabena. Wabena. So we'll hear about that a little bit more as we go through. Probably going to hear me say it a lot. It sounds really fun to say. It's really fun to say, isn't it? Wabena. Wabena. It's almost like Moana, but like... Wabena. I mean, the people here are probably like Moana. They're born on the island. They live on the island. They die on the island, right? Like... Yeah, and I'm imagining that they probably come back to life on the island as well, if I know anything about your spooky stories. Well, let's get into this story and find out. Let's do it. So, Bell Island was likely inhabited by the Bayotuck Nation until... Whoa, 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 likely inhabited by? Likely. Okay. Do they have a burial ground there? Uh, I'm assuming there probably is one somewhere. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that they've got a burial ground, Native Americans, and then... You know, they build a house over top of it, and they piss on it, and then all their people's coming back to life out of the ground and their pets and stuff. Surprisingly, our story doesn't include any of that today. Oh, I'm interested. Right? So, the first European settlers arrived in the 18th century and attempted to farm and fish on the island. Now, the island had a subsistent economy throughout the 19th century, but during the 1890s, the economy really expanded near Wabana due to the start of iron ore mining. So the community itself became one of the largest on the island, and the mine became one of the largest producers of iron ore in northeastern North America. Interesting. Yeah. The mine workings extended beneath the seabed of Conception Bay, creating one of the most extensive submarine iron mines in the world. Okay, you've got to tell me more about the submarine iron mining. So basically, it's just they built, like, tunnels under the water, and that's how they were mining the iron ore through these tunnels that they had created under the sea. Okay, so there wasn't, like, a submarine with, like, a little mechanical hand and a pickaxe, just, like... No, but I feel like that would have been really cool. That would have been very cool. (laughs) would have been really cool. Now, during World War II, 
there was a lot of, you know, a lot of battles going on. And they were afraid because they were one of the largest iron ore mines that they might run into some trouble during the war. Gosh darn Germans. Right. At it again. So they had two QF 4.7 inch B Mark four guns and placed on the island. Do you now, want to say that one ten times fast? I wish I could say that one ten times fast, but one time was hard enough. So, <laughs> um, so if you want, I'm going to post a photo so you can see what these guns look like. You can actually still see them on the island today, so they're still standing there for anyone who wants to visit. Anyone who wants to visit and go, eh. Basically. Now, I think you might be kind of confused about what kinds of guns they were, but that's okay because, you know. Guns are guns, Confusion's and my thing. they're all bad. So, during the war, uh, the iron ore loading dock on Bell Island was struck by an errant German torpedo. Errant. Errant. So, um, what it, is, does that mean that it was it wasn't supposed to hit there? Correct. So, oh, okay. Wasn't supposed to. It be wasn't there. their fault. It Whoopsie. just was an errant to- torpedo. <laughs> Whoops! Sorry, we hit your island. Was the errant torpedo now, not our fault? It wasn't our fault. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, the torpedo that hit the dock also took down four cargo ships that were in the ocean that were around the dock, causing the deaths of about seventy crew members. Oh. Yeah, uh, there's currently a memorial now located at Lance Cove, which is on Bell Island, just to remember those fallen who honestly weren't even doing anything wrong. They yeah. were just transporting iron ore. Whoops, it was an accidental torpedo. Right? So Bell Island was one of the very few North American locations to see enemy action during the war, and they were the only one that was subject to a direct attack. Even though it was an accident. Even though it was an accident, it was still considered a direct attack because they didn't really know that it was an accident until later on, right? (laughs) We are so sorry. We didn't mean to do this. Sorry, we got a little crazy. (laughs) Sorry we killed 70 people. You know, it's a war. Whoopsie. So after the war, the mine became extremely expensive to operate due to the underground operations. I mean, makes sense, right? You need to make sure people I think submarines with, like, mechanical arms that have pickaxes are pretty expensive They're probably pretty expensive to operate. So... During the 1950s, some of the largest surface iron ore deposits were discovered in northeastern Quebec and the western part of Labrador. So now they're moving from undersea mining to above ground mining, which was not good for our little island of Bell Island. Yeah, they just switched to like sheep or bricks right. or wheat. Any other resource. Any, any other resource that they could trade. Yeah. So once the Quebec North Shore and Labrador Railway was built in the late 1950s, Bell Island iron ore became uncompetitive because mm. so it costs a lot more to bring it from under the water. The transportation is, is a lot more difficult because they're an island. So Plus there's it. all the danger pay. They have to pay the people working under there. Exactly. Because there's errant German torpedoes all yeah. the time. Yeah. Who knows when another one's going <laughs> to hit. Hit, right? So in 1966, iron ore mining at Wabana was stopped, causing a large outmigration of residents. So all the people that had moved to Wabana when the iron ore mine opened are now like, there's nothing here for us. Bye. Yeah. And they left. So mines are closed. Everyone's up and leaving. There's not much left on this island now. But all the workings of the iron ore mine are still there. They're still underwater, which led to, in the early 2000s, some expeditions being done by Steve Lewis and a team of other 
deep sea divers. In February of 2007, they were on an expedition, and one of the team members named Joseph T. Steffen died of an air embolism while on a dive into the mine to photograph and assess the safety of the mine. So, unfortunate situation. Maybe one of the most recent causes of ghosts on the island. Who knows? Maybe he's like an underwater ghost. Underwater ghosts are a thing, right? I mean, I feel like they probably are. Can ghosts swim? Underwater ghosts on like the Titanic and stuff. This is just like that, isn't it? I guess so. So that happened. Who are they going to haunt in there, though? There's nowhere to no one in there. The rest of the deep sea divers that come in and. Do what were they even exploring for? So basically what they were doing is they were under there taking photographs and assessing the condition of the mine to make sure that it wasn't going to cause any damage to those living on the island. So basically what they were doing was making sure that the island wasn't going to collapse. Oh, under like that actually seems very important. Right. In 2015, concerns were expressed over the possible collapse of these abandoned mining tunnels. Um, A retired miner named Peter Young explained to CBC Radio's On The Go that the tunnels... Wait, wait, wait. CBC Radio is still a thing? I think so. (laughs) Weird. In 2015, apparently it was. I don't know. In 2015, it's still a thing? Does anybody listen to the radio anymore? When there's wonderful podcasts to listen to? Right. That leads to our sponsor, SpookyPodcast.com, for all your spooky stories needs. (laughs) Very clever. Back to you, Kaya. All right. So... Peter Young um, explained that the tunnels hold the potential for a large-scale disaster and that a collapse would initiate a local earthquake, which could, in turn, force a tsunami from the surrounding ocean. That's more than spooky. That's terrible. Right? That could cause a lot of damage. Wabana is not having a good day. No. And you'd think that this would cause people to be like, mm, maybe we should get off the island. Maybe we should just decommission this island. Right? It's done. There's, but there's as of 2000... There's a burial ground. There's errant German torpedoes. It's not a good place to be. Just go. Right. So you'd think they'd leave. But as of 2016, about 3,000 people still lived on the island. Why? Not sure. They live um, on the island. They die on the island. Right? They they're born on the island. They live on the island. They, <laughs> they work die on, on the island. island. They, they die, die on the island. island. It's it's all that Moana crap all over again. Maybe what Moana is based on Wabana. Maybe now maybe some of these people are staying because they really like it. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to live on a tiny island like that. Maybe some people just really like the spooky stories that we're gonna get yeah, into. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So. Some locals claim that the island is a place where the dead and worse mingle openly with the living. Worse than dead. Like demons? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Poltergeists? So, I've always wondered this, but what is the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist? Okay, so I looked this up because I knew that eventually you would ask me this question. Wow, are you a psychic? I am. (laughs) So, ghosts are known to simply be the spirits of people who have passed away who make themselves seen by the living. So, they're just like your spectral ghosts who just pop in and pop out and scare the shit out of you Mm -hmm. visibly. Now, a poltergeist is also referred to as a noisy ghost. That's what poltergeist translates to, um, which refers to the ability for them to make noise, throw around objects, and otherwise disrupt physical environment. Okay, so poltergeists are the more annoying and German version of ghosts. Correct. Okay. 
Yeah. So maybe there's some poltergeists on this island. There's probably some ghosts. Um, And all these different stories that I'm going to tell you all contribute to this island being known as the most haunted island in North America. Yeah, we're not going there. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I think it'd be fun to visit. Uh, Wabena. Wabena. So, Bell Island is also called Canada's X-Files Island due to all the strange and unexplained happenings. Ooh. Right. So, a lot of people believe that a lot of these things stem from a blend of ethnicities including Irish, English, German, Estonian, and Roma, which all, when brought together on this island, created a unique mix of legends and traditions surrounding the island itself. That's racist. <laughs> Maybe, but this was also back in, like, the 40s. So, so they're saying that it's the most spookiest island because they mixed races? No, they're saying that it's probably the most spookiest island because all these different races brought their own kind of culture stories, folklore, and who knows what else over oh, with them. Oh, so the opposite of racism, because everybody just got together and like, oh no, we should make it like this and like this and Right. Like this. So everybody got it's together beautiful. to create a modern Dodge City on the island where Celtic fairy tradition mixed with the macabre. Oh, okay. Yeah. So over the decades, these stories have become mixed with many real life tragedies, including the attack during World War II, which we talked about earlier in the episode. It wasn't us. It was a mistake. Yeah. And the Bell Island boom of 1978, which we will discuss later in the episode. The Bell Island boom. The Bell Island boom. Interesting. Just remember that. It's it wasn't like a rave party or like uh, no. a big no. rock concert? It may have something to do with some strange lights in the sky, though. Oh, interesting. Ooh, yeah. So, legend has it that Butler's Marsh, which is located in the West Mines area of the island... Is home... Wait, wait, wait. The marshes in the mines? No. So West Mines is like a little community area on the island, kind of like Westeros in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So there's like a big throne and dragons and everything on Wabana. No, more like malevolent fairies. Oh, that is kind of Game of Thronesy. Right? Kind of. Kind of. So these malevolent fairies have been described to be two-foot-tall males who are hideously deformed. Wow, 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 wow. Right. Uh, Now, these fairies apparently attempt to lure humans into the wildflower peppered marsh, sometimes never to return. Yeah, I definitely follow a malevolent, uh, deformed, two-foot-tall man with wings. Sounds like a party. Yeah, I definitely want to go see what he's up to, for sure. Sounds like a good time, I bet he sings like an angel. Right. I mean, maybe. Come on into my marsh. (laughs) Hey, hey, you. Come on into the marsh. Maybe. Uh, there's... How are you going to turn that down? I'm asking you, personally. How are you going to turn that down? That beautiful voice. That, like... Would you, like, come in the marsh? That's, like, 50 years of smoking voice <laughs> just doesn't do it for me. Okay. So I think I'd be able to easily turn it down and refuse, but apparently some people enjoy that. Yeah. 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 Now, there's also legends and stories of these fairies terrorizing homes... And abducting children. Hey, hey, children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, they were also blamed for mysterious deaths and ailments. Now, it's the 1940s, 1950s. Apparently, we still need to find reasons for people to die and get sick that aren't, like, 
legitimate reasons. Of course. So we need to blame it on fairies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't me. To protect themselves against these creatures, those who lived on the island would carry a piece of bread or a torn Bible page in their pockets. Why are you laughing? (laughs) A piece of bread and a torn Bible page? Right? They're like the same thing, basically. What do you mean they're the same thing? Aren't they? Isn't a that piece why? Of bread and a torn Bible isn't page? that why you would carry one or the other? I, I mean, I guess maybe the bread isn't that like the 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 body of Christ? Yeah. The body of Christ compels you. <laughs> hey, hey! Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You got bread? You got bread and paper? <laughs> my bad. My bad. My I'm bad. Out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. You don't need to come to the marsh. So fairies, one of the terrifying things that people claim to have seen on the island. Mm-hmm. Now another thing people have claimed to see are phantom miners who haunt the tunnels of the number four mine. Is that an actual mine? Or is that just the name of another piece It's of an town? actual mine. It's okay. an actual mine this Is time. it the fourth mine? Or is it just called the number four mine? I think it was just called the number four mine. I'm not... <laughs> I know you're laughing. I'm not quite sure. Um, but it is still open today and you can take tours through it. No thanks. So if you were... To take a tour of the mine, you'll see white chalk crosses on the tunnel walls that serve as a reminder of the loss of at least 106 miners due to dangers such as explosions, cave-ins, and runaway minecarts. Oh, wonderful. And when I was researching this, I don't know why, but like runaway minecarts, I was picturing like Harry Potter and Hagrid with the guy from Gringotts. Like on the minecart, and then their track just like ending, and they just like fall off. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. And they should really build minecart tracks better. You'd think so, right? Because I've played Donkey Kong Minecart Madness, and it's like you got to jump with the minecart. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, minecart. It's a are super tricky. hard level. I tried it again. So tricky. So freaking tricky. How did we do that when we were kids? I don't know. It's I like know. we had no regard for life at all. Just video games. Just video games. Now, in 1978, a strange phenomenon hit Bell Island. So this. Stranger than a German torpedo and two-foot-tall ferryman with voices like this. Stranger than that? Stranger than that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's just a calm and uneventful day. Everybody's going about their business. When a loud explosion caused damage to homes and electrical wiring, um, people claim, like, their TV's blue, and it just affected the whole island. It also created two small, perfectly square craters in the ground. Perfectly square? Perfectly square. Perfectly square. Yep. That's crazy. Right? Just this strange boom. Like a square missile. Strange boom. Yeah. Is this the big boom? So this is the Bell Island boom. The Bell Island boom. Now. Which is now a dance that they they do in Wabana, right? Maybe. Do the Bell Island boom. So this unexplained event prompted theories of things such as secret military testing, lightning superbolts, and even possible extraterrestrial activity. Again, X-Files Island, right? There's so many different stories and theories around this. People have claimed that they've solved it, which even led to a documentary being aired on the History Channel. About the Bell Island boom. Oh, I believe that. If it's on the History Channel, it definitely uh, 
has the right right idea. Right, because those shows are always so historically accurate. So historic. That's why yeah. they call it the History Channel. Right. So yeah. So those are like some of the smaller things that have happened on the island. But there is one story that has carried through um, from the Second World War. Okay, and hold on, hold on. These perfectly square craters, I can't get over it. <laughs> so do we know what they are? Is Like, what are the theories? I just told you what the theories were. That it was aliens. Or, or military testing. Military square, square missile testing. Or a lightning superbolt. Which is what? Uh, Superbolts are lightning bolts that release over one million joules of electrical energy. I don't know if that's something that would cause a perfectly square crater, but people claim that... Was it raining that day? No. At least... So then how is it a lightning bolt? Not sure. <laughs> okay, continue. Hence, unexplained event. Unexplained indeed. Anyways, so we were... Maybe it was the wind. Maybe it was the wind. It's always the wind. It's always the wind. The wind causes shit storms everywhere. It's our only defense as skeptics. It's yeah. the wind. So, as I was saying, there is a story that has carried through from World War II until present day. And it kind of started back when the German U-boats attacked the island. Attacked. Attacked. Allegedly. Allegedly attacked the island. So, as the story goes, German sailors would sneak onto the island to resupply their U-boats with the help of local sympathizers. Not good. Not good. Now, one day, these soldiers were seen by a young woman. She was kind of walking along, minding her own business, and then sees these German soldiers on land getting supplies for their U-boat. The German suspicious about that. Yeah. The German soldier spotted her, and they were afraid that she would run and tell someone, like the authorities, what she saw, and they would get in trouble, get imprisoned, get killed. Who knows what they thought was going to happen? So they... Maybe they would have to stay in Wabana forever. That's a fate worse than that. That sounds like a pretty bad fate. So they grabbed her. They dragged her into the marsh. And they smothered her. The butler's marsh? The butler's marsh. Oh, man. What did the fairies think about that? Well, the fairies didn't think anything of it, but the villagers who had seen this happening feared that it was a trick by the fairies to lure them into the swamp. So they ignored the poor girl's cries for help. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, fuck you, fairies. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Here it is, yeah. our first one of the of the episode. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, fairies. So, her spirit is said to linger near the swamp, and there have been numerous witness sightings of her, and some pretty crazy shit's happened. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, legend says that she appears as a woman in white, walking near the marsh. So, you're, like, out, you're around Butler's Marsh, and you just see this white figure. How come it's never like a woman in like red or a woman in like neon colors? There is a story that I have for you on another podcast episode about the lady in red. So it's not always white. I mean, is that's a song. That's not a podcast episode. Anyways. (laughs) So this one's in white like many of them tend to be. But what differs about this one compares to most of our women in white is that as she begins to move towards you because she will uh, she begins to turn gray and you become overwhelmed by an overpowering and awful stench similar to sulfur. So she farted. Maybe. So she's, like, coming towards you, and then almost as soon as she reaches you, she just falls to the ground and begins to crawl on all fours like a dog. Her clothes begin to look like they are in tatters. 
her skin begins to peel away from her skeleton and her eyes just like become these empty sockets it's just this like terrifying vision crawling towards you i almost envision like samara from the ring yeah yeah not something that i just don't understand the uh the idea here it's like okay so i'm walking towards you and then i give you a good blast of my best stink Right? So, and then I fall to the floor and then I start crawling towards you. Like, it just seems kind of counterintuitive. Maybe, like, she can only get so far before she has to crawl towards you. So, apparently, the smell is to knock out the unfortunate witness. And as you're slowly sinking into unconsciousness, she, like, crawls up beside you and you hear her whisper in your ear of her dying pleas for help and how the community ignored her due to foolish superstitions. Just get that woman some emodium or something so she can deal with that indigestion. Anyways. Uh, there's also stories of men who visit the area who go missing for days only to return with no memory of where they were, what happened to them, or how long they were gone. Then how do they come up with these stories about her, like, having flesh dripping off, and then you fall to the ground, uh, just... In a coma, and then she whispers to you, Oh, I wish people had saved me, but they thought it was fairies. They thought it was fairies. And then you wake up, and you're like, I don't remember anything, but here's a story. Now, as I said, those are legends. So legends change and grow over the years. Now, there was one story which I discovered, and the person who it happened to chose to remain anonymous, so I don't know if it's real or not. But the story goes that he was out doing something near the marsh and this situation happened to him. The Bell Island Hag, which is what she is referred to as. Oh, that's a nice name for yeah, her. Yeah, right? Real nice. Um, Poor girl gets drowned in a marsh. For and they like, call her a hag. They call her a hag. Yeah. I think that's because of like the skin peeling away and yeah. her looking like a homeless, like a dead homeless person. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so this guy was out and he was near the marsh and this whole situation happened to him and he blacked out for a couple days his wife was looking for him she had no idea where he was she couldn't get a hold of him his friends and family were looking for him they eventually found him near the marsh he thought he had been out for a couple hours turns out it'd been a couple days now i guess that it didn't completely erase his memory And he remembered, you know, the moments leading up to him blacking out. And that kind of helped feed into the legends. The legends don't actually seem that bad. It's like, hey, you wake up like three days later and you're like, I don't remember what happened. And it's like, okay, cool. I guess I just had a paranormal experience. Maybe she just wants to tell you all about how bad of a day she had that day. Maybe. I mean, like. Just like lend an ear. Give her some, like, medication for the IBS and, and, like. Let her tell her story. But why do you keep going to the marsh? Why are they all going to the marsh? Not sure. I, I'm sure there's a reason why they go to the marsh. Like maybe there's another iron ore mine over there or something. Maybe. And I know that you said like, and we talked about how they have no memory. Honestly, if this happened to me, I wouldn't want to remember some Samara looking chick crawling towards me. Yeah, but oh, if it, she, she didn't eat my flesh or whatever off Mm-mm. my body, it doesn't sound no. that bad. No, thank you. So... The legend of the Bell Island hag is so important to the island itself. 
It's inspired plays. It's featured on haunted walking tours. And the hag was even immortalized on a stamp by Canada Post in a collection of 15 Halloween-themed stamps that they released a few years ago. I'm sure this lady is just thrilled to be on a stamp. Now, the stamp... I bet that meant a lot more back in the 1960s. Maybe. Now, the stamp doesn't look as terrifying as the stories claim she is, I guess, because it's a stamp. Um, And you got to kind of keep it PG, unlike our podcast. I also don't understand why Canada Post only posted 15 Halloween-themed stamps, because everybody knows that 13 13 is the spookiest of numbers. So if you're releasing a Halloween-themed line of stamps, why are you doing 15 and not 13? Do you know what? Do you want to happen? I can can tell you. Canada Post had a meeting and they were like, George is new here. Let's let him decide. And George, being the dumbass, picked 15. He picked 15. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh dang it, George. I, I would like to know what Canada Post was thinking. Obviously, they weren't. And I have so many questions. But if I ever find this full stamp collection, I definitely want it. It's pretty cool. It has, like, the Belle Island hag, features the headless brakeman, who we'll talk about in, like, a mini episode that we're going to do. Um, Ooh, a mini episode. Yeah. So, anyways. So, she's, like I said, she's been, they've written plays about her. She's on walking tours. And she was immortalized on a stamp. Now... Speaking of haunted walking tours, there are a few different haunted walking tours of Belle Island that you can take. So for anyone who's interested, uh, wants to travel there, they have many different haunted walking tours you can take. I mean, it's a 34-kilometer square island, so you can probably walk the whole island in, in a day. I don't know if they take quite that long or if they just take you to the hot spots. Who knows? But for anyone who's interested... Uh, go and check them out. I'd like to check one out one day. I know you're not going to go with me, so maybe I'll, you know, go vacation with someone else and and maybe meet up with some family there and we'll go check out the Belle Island Hag. Who you knows? You have some saltines and Vienna sausages <laughs> right out of the can. Yeah, so... Kiss the cod, girl. That is my episode on Belle Island. So, speedy recap. We visited the island of Belle Island in Newfoundland. It's home to fairies that have malevolent tendencies. I'll say. We've got haunted mines. There's maybe aliens. Who knows? Um, And the Belle Island hag is probably going to get you if you go visit Butler's Marsh. Just stay away from the marsh. If nothing else, just stay away from the marsh. So, based on all that you've learned today, do you believe that the Belle Island hag is real? Do you believe that the island is haunted? Maybe it's just cursed. There's a lot of weird shit going on. What do you think? Well, uh, there's this thing that we learned about in the oil and gas industry called H2S. And uh, if you are not careful, it will knock your ass right out. And if you have a low-lying marsh uh, and you smell sulfur, typically that's a sign that you have uh, low, like less than 10 parts per million of H2S, but it can, if you are exposed to it too long, like let's say doing a dumb walking tour of the marsh, uh, then you can get knocked out. And then people could find you days later. Or if you were lucky enough to survive, like wake up and then go like, be like, oh, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, that's because you got knocked the fuck out. So do you think people are just hallucinating all of this? Yeah, and passing out because of poisonous gas. Yes. All right. Well, based on our stories today... If you were to give Belle Island a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? I would give it 
two mysteriously square holes out of tanimodiums. All right. Well, listeners, we'd like to thank you for listening to another episode of Spooky Stories, and we will see you again next week. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Ooh. Oh, that's more like I'm really excited. Let's try that again. Ooh. No, that's me seeing fireworks. Okay, let's try it again. One more time. One more time. Ooh.